Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Popcorn Watchlist podcast. I am your host, Xavier, and joined with me today are Anthony and Zach. Say hello, gentlemen. Doing pretty well. How are you guys doing? Not with us today is our research and content man, Danny. He is out on a little bit of a holiday, so I hope he gets to enjoy that for a bit. But don't worry, we'll pick up a little bit of the slack for him. Uh, What I want to do is we're going to have a really fun topic because over the weekend we saw two just released uh, action movies that, you know, you can't go wrong with action, especially when it's done right. Uh, We'll be talking about Prey and Bullet Train in a bit, but let's go with a quick rundown of uh, what else we saw over the weekend. Uh, Zach, go first. All right. So uh, sometime last week, I want to say it was maybe Thursday or Wednesday was my day off. I watched for the first time uh, the movie. uh, It's a, it's an Amazon prime original. Uh, Manchester by the Sea, starring Casey Affleck, and I. Nice. Okay. I'm That's surprised that I didn't drama. watch it sooner. Yeah, it was, it was really well, uh, really well made, directed, produced. Uh, like the the cinematography was actually. I mean, I I like the the a lot of like the still like static camera shots, um, giving it this this really cool um, like somber. Uh, melancholy kind of yeah it's always a, for the kids like a downer tone like yeah, yeah. just very melancholic and um, really um, just kind of uh, subdued kind of take up you know just off the northeastern uh, town it's really yeah yeah like it really like the way like you mentioned the scenes are shot right are just really sets up the mood perfectly for it so I'm surprised you went and dug into the well of some hard drama there good for you because, I mean, that was a movie that I wanted to watch a long time ago, and I never, I just never got around to watching it. And, and I mean, I've had Amazon Prime for years, and I just decided now, you know what? I haven't watched it. Let's go ahead and watch it. And uh, the movie's roughly two hours, I think, maybe a little bit more. Two hours and 17 minutes. This is why I have the iPad in front of me. <laughs> Thank you for. I'm pick, picking up, the, yeah, picking exact, up Danny's uh, exact number. Yeah, picking up Danny's Slack a little bit. Uh, our our numbers and data guy, go and, for it. Yeah, and, and I mean, it was. Uh, it, it was I think the most interesting part, uh, part about the movie, which, which without giving too much away, is that there is uh, like, like every few minutes there seems to be a time jump, uh, between the present and the past, which, something that I I talked about before, um, was. That the uh, I, I didn't realize that that they were jumping back and you know to the past and back to the present um, until maybe about twenty minutes in, where uh, one like, a, a character dies of a of like a heart issue, mm-hmm. and then the very next scene they show that same character, but I didn't realize it was that same character because then in that, that scene, Casey Affleck is already sitting there in the room. When he was on his way to the elevator, so I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. You're like, wait, what? Like, is this is, is this another family member that has a similar heart condition, or I? Yeah, isn't isn't it like the the grounding point for it is whoever is playing Ben, like the the kid, or is it, or sorry, sorry, not uh, like I forget, like the, whoever plays the kid, like that same character, like obviously through the time jumps is the different is a different actor because of age, but yeah, that's still like you're supposed to be your grounding point whenever they go back and forth on it. Is that it? I, it's been a while. It's been, what is it, like six years since I've seen the movie when it came out? In yeah, it came out in 2016. Yeah. Um, well, I think the opening scene was Casey Affleck, uh, I think his nephew and his brother and the guy's brother. Yeah. Uh, on the boat, which I didn't realize until later on in the movie when they showed them again uh, in a flashback scene on the boat. And I mean, to me, the, the that first opening you know a couple minutes was i thought it was just like you know present time it was like i i, I wasn't expecting you know time, time jump it's like oh this isn't a nolan movie messing with time yeah this, this wasn't you know uh, uh interstellar or or dunkirk <laughs> or dunkirk right or anthony like, like there were points where like i'm i could feel that half the theater wasn't understanding what was going on in dunkirk like between like oh this is a flashback this is leading up to this moment this is this point in time here this is like it was like these weird little like kind of jumps yeah. like Tom Hardy's character was like at this point in time yeah, then every time also- they would go to one of the different characters they would tell you two weeks 
two days or two hours. It was something like that along those lines. And so it's like, I think the the one that lasted the longest was was that the first first storyline that they show. The one with the yeah, everybody like freaking out and hunkered down at Dunkirk with mm-hmm. all the young yeah. soldiers with the Harry Styles and whatever, right? Because that movie yeah. split like land, sea, and air. Pretty much, correct. Yeah. And then yeah. at one point near the end of the movie, then like all those stories collide into yeah. Because there's a there's a scene in that movie where mm-hmm. they they they're showing like the sea story, and you see the plane, and then in the airport you see that same plane, but from their perspective, <laughs> yeah. and then you see the boat that they mm-hmm. they fly by yep. from the previous uh, part of the movie. Yeah, Nolan loves playing with time. That's the, the moral of the story. So when seeing it, it, really in a, well. and then you see it in a prestige drama like Manchester by the Sea, you're like, oh, okay, I'm getting thrown off a bit, right? But yeah. like once you've found, figured the figured it out like it's it was never confusing right yeah i i i saw where where casey affleck's character was uh not as uh you know depressed yep that that was kind of like like the the hint where yeah where that was like kind of the hint where you know it's taking place in pasco this is before you know certain events take place with this family and Um, yeah don't worry it's in the synopsis yeah, the boy's yeah. father dies, and he has, the uncle has to come and take care of him. Well, I, I meant Casey's yeah character's family, like that. Whole, yeah, that whole oh that whole that thing. whole tragedy. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. It's, yeah. A t- it's been a while. Yeah, because then even in the flashbacks, then they show, of course, where he gets into that state, and but you still see scenes where his nephew is a much younger kid, you know, ten years old, give or take, 10, 11, 12 years old, and that is from that point an indication of you know you're you're in a flashback versus present day. Yeah. But I mean, the the movie as a as a whole, I mean, it was, I mean, I can see why Casey Affleck won Best Actor for mm-hmm. for that movie. Well deserved it, yeah. yeah. And I, I found some parts funny where he's just very dry, and he's like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, something, yeah, I guess. And he's just he's just giving like super dry, straight forward like. You ever watch the Oceans responses? movies? Never. He has a really dry wit in those. Uh, really, what with Scott Con like. His character, like they, the, the line delivery is always very dry. It's pretty funny. So like he has experience in it, but um, oh, that's cool, man. Uh, you asked him if he's seen the Oceans movies, right? And you said no. Yeah. And none of them. Not Just, 11, 12, 13. Or eight. the original. Never. Okay, so. So none of them. Put it on the list. Things <laughs> Zach has still not seen. The watch list. All of Oceans. This is the ultimate watch list. Put this it on is, the list. This really is the ultimate. Like our listeners, you guys think that that you need to put these. I need to put these on my watch list. He but, has his own, but he's out here watching pop list. He's out here watching the 2017 Academy Award winning films, which yeah. uh, is pretty impressive. Like I don't know many people are gonna yeah. go back. Hey, I'm gonna go and watch like some really good like cinema, good films. So yeah, good which, stuff. Which which I mentioned before we started recording was that those movies were on my list to begin with. I just never got around to finally watching them, and now this is when I'm like, you know, let me just go ahead and. Do it. I need to find something newer to watch that I haven't yet seen. So, uh, uh, Manchester by the Sea is is now checked off that list. Moonlight is another one from that same year that um that that, that might also picture. be on Amazon. I checked. It's not. Um, you have to either what about HBO? buy or rent. Um, well, I checked. Um, I, I checked pretty much everywhere. I checked. Um, so there's an app called Letterbox where you can actually find where movies. Are streaming on if you can mm-hmm. if you can stream them somewhere. Letterbox. If not, then you have to either pay or rent either it. pay to yeah, you know rent, rent it. it or buy it. And I think for Moonlight, I'm going to have to rent it because it's on a Netflix, HBO, um, worth Hulu. It. I'll tell you right now, it's anything. worth it. Yeah, I mean that Very one won powerful. Best Picture that year, so Very definitely powerful. worth a, a watch for me. I believe La La Land is on HBO. Oh, that means you have to also. I think, yes, it is. That means you have to also watch a uh, Hacksaw Ridge. That's another one that's yeah. on the list with yeah, uh, Andrew that Garfield. Was, that was a good year. That was, was a very, very good yeah. year. Is that the same year as Lion? Uh, with Deb Patel? No, I think that was the year before. Maybe it was the year Lion. after or is, before. Is Lion the one where he's it's Nicole the, Kidman and Deb Patel? Lion. It's not the one where he's like a he plays like a mathematician. Oh no. yes, that okay, is the same year. One. No, 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 it's yeah, the same that, year. That year had a lot of good movies. That, that was so. yeah. 2016. So for. Lion. Uh, it also yeah. had uh, that movie 2016. No, that's that's a <laughs> obscure reference to a Ghanan film, uh, which is pretty fun to watch. I think uh, what's his name from uh, this guy that was um, he was in Deadpool. Um, 
he's TJ Miller. Like I think he was in, a, in an interview somewhere. And he's like, dude, you need to watch this movie 2016. And um, yeah, go on YouTube and look up just the movie, just 2016 movie. And it, it's a movie from Ghana. Like it's a guy who did effects and other stuff. And just watch the trailer. Uh, it's not will... a. It's not a sequel to 2012. No, it's okay. not. <laughs> okay, good. It, you'll you will have a you will be delighted for the minute and change that you watch. Uh, but good stuff, man. Um, very impressed. Keep uh, keep that up and let us know when you get through some of those other big ones. You know, like yeah, Moonlight, La La Land. Like I would say, recommend also Hacksaw Ridge, Lion. Uh, no, yeah, Hacksaw, Hacksaw Ridge is yeah. definitely on that on my directed list. by Mel Gibson. So. You know, interesting very interesting yeah yeah because because I, I had seen other you know you know uh i almost said grammy my god other grammy oscar I'm, movies. i've seen sure. other uh uh oscar you know nominated movies from like 2014 i mentioned it before recording as well like uh uh the grand Budapest hotel the uh imitation game uh that the theory good. of everything i saw that recently recently interesting like yeah or rewatched it ago. No, I think it was the first time I've ever actually seen oh, it. Oh, Imitation wow. Game. So I watched the movie before you did. Yeah, you got me. It was because I watched Operation Mincemeat, so I was like, wait, let me go back and watch Imitation Game, which dealt with a lot of all the counterintelligence and code-breaking in World War II, so yeah. really cool stuff. And, I mean, Benedict Cumberbatch had a really great performance mm. in that one. Oh, yes. But my did. favorite out of out of that lot of movies was definitely The Grand Budapest Hotel. I, I To this day, I recommend it all the time to people. Didn't Interstellar also come out around that time? It did. It was 2014. I'll do it. So you know who won uh, best original <laughs> score that year? <laughs> Alexandra Desplat. Every time. Damn it. All right. For for what movie? Not Interstellar. Not Interstellar. <laughs> Anthony, you're up now. <laughs> <laughs> On that high note, <laughs> the uh, yeah, I caught up with Better Call Saul, Westworld. Again, every week, I think I've been saying it. If you're not watching those shows, both those shows are excellent. Better Call Saul has one more episode for the whole show left. Holy crap. Next Monday. And Westworld, the season finale is also this coming, coming up. Sunday. Yep. When you so guys, yeah, when definitely you guys, give those a watch. When you, people get the this episode for our podcast, that coming up uh, time period uh, should be August, what, 14th? Yeah, August 14th. It'll be Westworld's finale. Mm-hmm. Uh, very exciting. I watched all of the bear. Because uh, these guys recommended it to me. Xavier and Danny both watched it. They said it was good. Nice. Very quick watch. Very good show on Hulu. It's one of those FX on Hulu shows. Uh, very good. Eight episodes. Each episode is about 30 minutes. Very quick. You can zoom by it in one day if you have the time or, or a weekend. Yeah, I, I highly recommend it as well. I would love to. What we'll do is uh, we'll get outreach to all the popcorn watch listeners and watch watch watchers. Uh, to see if you guys want to do a whole episode, a whole episode about that show, I really believe that it's like, it's something else. Like it, it's really intense. It's really well shot and well acted. So if you guys are interested in it, uh, it it's drop a, a it's a cooking a show. Line. It's a show about it's a show about cooking. the stress of of being a chef in a restaurant. Yeah, so. with some fun cameos, but also you know some really relatable stuff. You ever been in a group setting where just a lot of high stakes, high pressure? You'll yes. relate to that show a lot. It's just really well done. Um, that's awesome. That's man. very good. Yeah. And uh, I also saw, I think a week ago, I saw Light and Magic, the mm. docuseries on Disney Plus about ILM, Industrial Light and Magic. Very good. Very interesting. I highly recommend it for anyone who's interested in uh, visual effects. Um, yeah, it goes through the history. Um, I'm sure they could have made it longer. It's It's six episodes, I believe. They could have easily made it longer, but it, what they, the footage that they have on there is pretty great. They have so much footage from back in the day from when they were starting out and first doing Star Wars and all that. And they go through the first three Star Wars movies and then them working on Spielberg movies like uh, Jurassic Park and, and others and E.T. So it's very interesting if you're at all interested in any of that stuff. Highly recommend it. It's, it's very cool. Right on. Okay, yeah, and then the other two movies that we'll we're gonna talk about, about later, a little bit later. Yeah, um, pivoting it over to that, uh, talking about things that are really cool, especially with really good effects. Uh, this past weekend, Netflix just dropped The Sandman, so a lot of people have been very scared about this adaptation of Neil Gaiman's uh, graphic novel, 
because the, the comic's really surreal. Like it's one of those where like people would say it's basically it's impossible to adapt it properly. Um, so far, and I'm, I'm maybe like halfway through it, dude. The, the show's really good. It's well done, well acted. It's well shot, and um, like the effects really give off the whole almost like you know uh, unreal like dream like kind of atmosphere to it all. Um, yeah, like the just the the cast is really strong. Um, it is um, it, it's a little like trippy. So, but it, some of the accents are also a little kind of uh, unique. And it's for some people. So, if you're a, a habitual watcher of things with subtitles, you'll be okay. Um, normally on my first runs, I don't like to put on subtitles because I don't like to like my, my eyes go immediately to the words to read ahead of time. But um, it's it's really good. Like it's but it's a little trippy. Like understand that it's gonna be really trippy. But once you're okay with that, you're in for a ride. Like it's it's really well done. It's it's really cool. So uh, I I guess I'd say good job Netflix. Even though you guys are now paying forty two million dollars as a settlement to writers. Yikes. Yeah. Um, yeah. but hey, you know, um, get those subscribers back because you have now help with Sandman. It's pretty good. Don't spend two hundred twenty million on movies. Hey, uh, the Gray get, Man. I, yeah, I was gonna. <laughs> I was gonna make a very like subtle remark the of the, about the Gray Man, but uh, pretty whoops. cool movie. But two hundred twenty million dollars, and they only get that's, like that's like Marvel one percent of that back. That's maybe a, yeah, that's Marvel they, money. They jump. They they drop Marvel money on the streaming service and. You know, other other stuff has to maybe get axed. Hopefully not, but whatever, man. Or they start putting their movies in theaters, maybe. Which they have, yeah. Which on on a yeah. few occasions they've done a couple times on it. Well, but speaking of axes, uh, let's pivot on <laughs> over to the this uh double double feature action weekend that we all got a chance to be a part of. Um, and this actually very very surprised me because just the our previous episode we were talking about watching Predator. And, you know, that sets a high standard for like a really cool action movie, but with, a you know, suspense because these ultra macho, like ultra super soldiers are getting hunted by this, you know, extraterrestrial supernatural uh, alien that's just hunting them for sport. So now you're like, whoa, how are we going to do this as a prequel? And, uh, you know, Prey as a movie on Hulu, extremely well done. You know, you can tell it's it's it was on a lighter budget, but I think that worked in the movie's favor. Yes, I'll be honest with you. Like it's, uh, they had to get creative with some of the ways they did, uh, some of the action sequences. Um, the movie's also really well shot. Like that whole, uh, that whole atmosphere, just like the uh, American frontier, or you know, in this place would probably be seventeen nineteen, so maybe Louisiana Purchase stuff or French territory. Yeah. Um. So it's pretty awesome. Uh. You know, very nice to see. And to Anthony's point, sometimes you know you may be as a streaming service, you may be sitting on this, but maybe dare to put it in theaters because you might make some money. I think the issue with that was the last one, The Predator, that came out a few years ago. It just didn't do well. It wasn't, I don't think it was received well, so critic-wise and so review-wise. And Did it bomb, it, it, like, the self-destruct? Yeah, it risk, didn't, yeah. <laughs> didn't yeah. make any money. <laughs> no, it didn't. So I think they were just hesitant or scared to put this one out. They're like, oh, I don't know if we'll make money off it, but kind of leaving it on your service, which Hulu... We're we're talking about prey that's now on Hulu, guys. Uh, so are all Ladies the other, gents. yeah. So are all the Predator movies. Yeah. So like Predator One, Predator Two. God, I hope not Requiem, but um, I think it's there. But yeah, and uh, I think there was but, a report today that said it was their highest rated anything on on Hulu. Yeah, highest launch yeah. of anything, yeah, or highest, highest reviewed launch, I mean, drop of stuff. So, but hey, they actually did advertise it, so it did have some sort of a, a advertising budget. Um, I know. When I was watching the bear, almost every commercial break, it was watch Prey this weekend. So, and you were like, "I will." I was like, "I don't want to watch this trailer because I'm going to watch it tomorrow." <laughs> yeah. So, can you please stop? Yeah. Um. But yeah, like what Xavier was saying, it was surprisingly good. I wasn't really expecting much, just because the past I don't know how many years of Predator movies haven't been too hot, except for maybe the Predators that came out. Yep. Seven eight years 10? ago. Ten was it? Twenty ten. Yeah, it came out a while ago. Wait, I'm the I'm Do the it. info Look guy. It, it came out a little while ago with uh, Adrian Brody. Twenty ten, right? Yeah, twenty ten. Adrian Brody, ago. Lawrence Fishburne, Topher Grace, Danny Trejo randomly Bushite. showed up. Uh, Walton Goggins. It's a pretty, uh, pretty yeah, stellar. Yeah, it's a good cast. Mahershala Ali was That's in this movie. 
surprisingly stacked cast. The effects were great. It had a good cast. The story was pretty cool. Yeah, like, aside from that one, pretty much all the other Predator movies haven't been that great in, like, until ever since the, the first one. Some t- maybe the second one. Second one's all right. The second one gave us a lot of, like, lore and a lot of, like, world, sort of, like, universe building of what the Predators do and stuff like that. But as a film itself, it's kind of uneven. But, you know, you get some cool things. Like, it's it's worth the watch to see some cool stuff. Do you know, uh, can you look up the budget for Prey? Because I don't think we, we ended up finding that out I when we watched it. Yeah, because, I mean, I, I checked a lot of different, um, like, m- you know, news outlets, media outlets to see if there was something that could give an idea of how much the budget was. Um, I initially said something like 80 something million, but that was for the original Predator movie. Not and that's for a lot. Prey. Like for a movie back then, the 80s? Like for that type of movie, that seems like a lot. 40 million went to Arnold. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but his biceps. It's just the biceps. <laughs> Each bicep was 40 million. <laughs> 10 million went to shoot to, to shoot the Dylan, you son of a bitch scene. Um, also, not a real fact. I have to. The, the greatest, uh, <laughs> the greatest handshake of all time, and Man slash uh, arm air arm wrestling, <laughs> oh, yeah, arm wrestling match in the air. <laughs> um, I can't find a that okay, we recreated so on a popcorn watch list on Instagram. Go yeah. check that yeah, out. Yeah, we made the best reel ever. Please watch it. <laughs> but yeah, like Xavier was saying, that uh, the budget didn't seem like it was too high, and and it, I don't think the budget was that high for the first one either for the original. So I think they kind of went back. Yeah. To their roots and said, you know, what made the original so, you know, so yeah. iconic? Because, I mean, I wouldn't say it's it's incredible, but for its time and the type of movie it is, like action slash sci-fi movie, like it's a, yeah. it's a well-done movie. It, yeah, it has its cheesy parts, 80s cheese, but like those are classic by now. All the Arnold one-liners, like they're too good. But yeah. uh, Spoiler alert, one comes back. Uh, we'll let you guess which one. Or you just watch the movie because yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a fun watch. Um. Amber Mid-Thunder really helps carry a lot of the movie in terms of uh, her character's like initial wants, her struggles, and just having to deal with this crazy threat of an almost invisible, like eight-foot-tall super hunter. Um, and I liked what they did with the Predator himself. Or like It felt more of like a primal and uh, like real back-to-basics. Like The only thing that was... like There were only like maybe two weapons that were super-duper ultra-high-tech. Uh, which yeah. were like his his cloaking, the cloaking, yeah, the and the um, laser guided arrows, like because like they kind of did true, their own thing, yes, <laughs> yeah, because because yes. like that final scene, yeah, or the other stuff beforehand, like it's these, uh, you could see the like because you you the, can see that from the, since this is a prequel to the original that the technology that the Pitter had in the original movie, you can tell that okay, they've upgraded some of their weapons. Because it's, I don't know how many years passed since. And the wrist blade that. looked really cool. Yeah. Like, it looked like more high tech, even though, like, all their other stuff was low. He's, he had, was lower tech. Um, the the laser sight, like, the, the triangle dot laser sight, like, almost split apart at a certain point. So, that means it could shoot at different things. Again, we didn't have that beforehand. The, the curving stick that turns into a blade that he just, like, chucks. Oh, yeah. That, that was awesome. That, that throwing <laughs> oh, yeah. dagger that also, like, amputates like it's like but also like traps that thing was crazy um so there's a whole like so there are some great establishing things of just like it's almost like the predator gets dropped at at level one with his tech on earth and he just starts killing like the smaller stuff and then graduates to bigger and bigger and bigger things you go from snake to wolf to bear to man so like at that point it, it starts to showcase really like all of the the tools and tricks that he has. But what really shows up too is that like the humans that he goes up against in terms of the, the, uh, the Comanche tribe, like they kind of, un- until like they actually get like smacked because obviously we're humans, like they put up fight, like they put up a pretty decent fight. Like every time they go through, like with group tactics, they, they, they nick them or they hit them. Um, I'm, I was extremely impressed at like, Hey, like, you know, with coordinated efforts, you can actually do some stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, if it bleeds, we can kill it. <laughs> um, yeah, but Amber Mid Thunder, I know her from Legion. So like uh so seeing her like being able to carry the film mostly on her own, I think was really awesome. Um and interesting enough, this is a shout out to Danny, though he's not here, is he pointed out that the movie on Hulu has a Comanche dub, 
where like the whole like if let's say this was distributed to other audiences and say you have you know tribal elders who only spoke let's say in Comanche like they can watch the entire film and understand it like that's kind of cool like when you think about it it's just like hey if you're gonna watch something that's uh showing off like your your people and it has a positive representation like now you can understand it better too i may want to watch it again like that yeah i think if it has i wonder if it'll also have the english subtitles along with it i'm sure that'd be kind of dope or yeah like you have to turn it on like turn them on yeah you're watching it in the i guess quote-unquote english version they they do speak most of the time in english but in other times they don't there's Comanche, and then minor mm-hmm. spoiler alert, there's also French. Yeah. So if you know French, you can figure out a lot of things. But the overall, I mean, there's not that much dialogue in the movie anyway. So, yeah. Yeah. There's um, it was a Take Your Poison. Take it was a poison. very, like, sim- it was a very simple movie, but it, it, it was made, or, like, the, you know, the director um, made simple very effective. Yeah. I think Dan Trachtenberg, uh, knows how to be resourceful so i think that was really cool to see that they're able to kind of do these things and also showcase that the main character is resourceful in her own right Mm -hmm. like the first thing like just the way she handled her weapons like this is cool like and then like like the the, her her hatchet throwing was just yeah the the tomahawk throws and like oh i got this back like this is this like too cool yeah she upgraded from like she put a string on it or put a rope on it and just like really cool. you, it makes really you cool. think like why haven't more people done that like it's almost like a like a ninja kusari gama thing where you have like you can have something on one end as a counterweight and then you throw the tomahawk at somewhere else and then bring it back it's dope and all, at every every fight and action sequence was done really well was shot you can follow the action um like there's a there's a what we call the predator showcase where he just goes to town um you know there's a time where you see mo- you know what I call mooks or like randos that you're able to just kind of like uh, he gets to go like unleash and go all out. Like we were all watching this together and we were just like watching some awesome and very creative kills. <laughs> There's just constant. Oh, just oh, geez. Just <laughs> damn. Or, or just uh, uh, just completely like this nice. man, or this guy died twice, like just double died. Um and uh, you know, there's some really cool. There was like a well, we Anthony and I was like a God of War reference because this dude whips out a shield that's retractable. I'm like, okay, this is really cool because, um, you know, random nerd which which gave us just, some pretty cool deaths. Used it for offense and defense. Offense and defense for sure. It was awesome. Yeah, and then um, yeah, this dude just was he too had cool. all the tools. He had the technology. He just um did not have uh herbal medicine. That, but he which, did though. They he has his own little liquid yeah, that he puts yeah, on his wounds. Has, yeah, true. I don't know if it's herbal. It's some alien, some or some predator it, serum. I don't know. Predator, but just he predator some, juicing some, up. He's just taking roids. All some is, goop. It's just roids. He puts the uh, pops it in and gack on his. I don't know what it is. He puts some, put some gack. Oh, yeah, damn, <laughs> gack slime. I mean, no, the slime is his blood. That too. yeah. So, but that's that was cool. Um. But all in all, like the music was also was done really well. Supporting cast uh, did their jobs effectively. Uh, again, there are references, o- overt reference to movies uh, in the mo- in fr- to the other movies, like namely Predators One and Two. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, watch it, yeah, definitely recommend it. Um, you know, if you like good action movies, like Zach said, pretty effective action. Um, they did the RRR thing though, where all the animals were CG. But um, I'm cool with that. Like, I mean, except for the the companion dog. Yeah, there's a dog in the movie. Uh, yes, and that dog is hella cute. It, I, I read a story, <laughs> and I was telling the guys that I read a story where that dog was, in the most pleasant way possible, a nightmare to work with, because uh, she would always have the zoomies, just kind of zoom around everywhere. And we're like, no, she needs to hit her spot so we can take the <laughs> shot. But she would just run all over the place and then want to just like hug people. And you're <laughs> like, we get it. You're a dog. Like, she was, like, sort of trained, but it was adopted because it was the particular breed they needed to be historically accurate. By the way, also, the movie's hella historically accurate um, in terms Except of... Except for the Predator. Well, <laughs> that's historically accurate Predator in 1719. Yeah, yeah. That's how he was. Who's to say he wasn't? <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, it's um, all in all in agreement. Danny, uh, I also have his vote is definitely worth the watch. Thumbs up. Thumbs up indeed. Definitely watch it on Hulu. Don't sue us, Cisco. I mean, uh, 
Ebert. So Ebert. we give it four, four pops. Four pops. Yeah, four out of five pops. Yeah, that's our rating, guys. Congratulations. Yeah, four out of five pops. Oh man, cool. And then uh, speaking of, and then going into pops, um, we got a lot of fun pops uh, while eating popcorn because we went to the theater to watch Bullet Train. Yeah, that was a really, stretch. That was a real stretch. I'm sorry. Yeah, I but. thought you were gonna put list in there somewhere, but I was like, where is he gonna put list? Okay, no, earlier you say bullet train. Earlier he list. did say popcorn <laughs> watch listeners, and, like, and then you could just say popcorn watchers. Popcorn could watchers, do that. Popcorn, popcorn watchers, watch and popcorn listeners. watch listeners. I mean, I kind of like watch listeners. Yeah, because it's watch very listeners. creative on listing. Listings, listings, listings. We could workshop it. Are we, is that what we're doing right now? We're just workshopping popcorn well, watch we listeners. Just did. We just did popcorn watchers. Our watch listeners, and then our popcorn watchers. watchers. Our kernels. There you go. Our popcorn. No, like popcorn kernels or like kernel. The, the Colonel Sanders. <laughs> no, no, like 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 corn. Oh, yes, he means kernel <laughs> corn. corn. I knew that. I just didn't want to acknowledge it because I it's... just I wanted to make sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just throwing it out there, you know. Okay. But I like watch listeners. Okay. Watch listeners. All right. Going back to Bullet Train. Um, list. List. <laughs> oh, man. So, like, like Anthony and I have seen, there's a movie that came out way back in 2006 called uh, Smoke and Aces. Yes. If you've seen Smoke and Aces, you'll get sort of an idea of what Bullet Train is like in terms of how we introduce minor characters, what their significances are, and how they interweave in and out of uh the overarching story and then how the overarching story actually unfolds. Um, I think it was done really, really well. Um, I think, you know, like uh, Brad Pitt might've been like almost perfectly cast for this in a sense because the dude is just like just played, you know, ladybug perfectly. That's just funny because the code name you're like, well, why not? But um, yeah, it was cool, man. I don't know. I mean, we, we talked about it a bit after we watched it, but tell the, uh, Watch listeners, what uh, what you guys thought? Well, to me, I, you know, I I kind of uh, been keeping this to myself a, a little bit, uh, because initially I wasn't sure if I wanted to watch the movie. Hated it. What you hated it? No, I actually it, really it, liked it. He it's didn't like Top Gun. He didn't like the fact that they were singing "Staying Alive" in Japanese. Uh, he's like, this no. this is going to be cheesy. <laughs> he's like, I don't know those lyrics. <laughs> I can't sing along. Like, I don't know Japanese. No, but I, I, Brad Pitt. I initially was like, uh, I mean, I don't know if I want to watch it in theaters. Maybe wait until it you know, comes out on on a streaming service or something. But I, I'm glad I did watch it because I did have a lot of fun. Uh, it was very funny. Very. Um, there was a lot of. Um, I don't know if you would say physical comedy, but some of it. It was like act, but it was like action. It was action comedy. Yeah, like yeah. there were points where like the action was used for comedic effect. Yeah. yeah, like uh, like there's a scene from the trailer where it's like, oh, this is the quiet con, mm-hmm. and they're he, you know he pulls a gun, he slams his hand on the table, and then you know, they're that whole fighting back and forth in a quiet fight between him and uh um, lemon, lemon. Okay, it was that lemon. was lemon. Yeah, remember he's just no one likes lemons. He's like, what do you mean no one likes lemons? Brian Tyree Henry, Brian Tyree. So that's this is a rule like Brian paper Tyree boy. Henry, all about that paper boy. Um, yeah, watch Atlanta, but also. Brian Tyree Henry like makes anything way more enjoyable. So like he made the almost unnecessary side plot line of Godzilla versus Kong enjoyable. Mm, I will I say that. that. I will go on record <laughs> and say that for what random weird conspiracy theory for them to find out that they had a mecha Godzilla, like he made that part at least hella fun. Like or he that whole little side story. He made it a lot of fun. Uh anyway, yeah, Lemon. That, n- n- wait, for that was that this movie or something else? No, we're talking about Godzilla vs. Kong. Oh, I can't ever watch that movie. That's why. I seen That's okay. But you should watch it. <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't you should watch, watch it. some parts of that movie. You should some watch parts. Yeah. the good the, parts. The two fight scenes. Yeah, the fight scenes of the, the Godzilla vs. Kong. It's on HBO, right? Yes. yes. Okay, I'll probably watch it this week. Anyway, um, but so yeah, you went in there thinking like, I don't know, some trepidation. I, okay, be honest. It was the Bad Bunny thing, right? fact that bad bunnies in this movie oh stunt casting no not not really i think it was just more of um like just not not being sure how i would uh how i would uh you know react to this movie in general mm-hmm. um usually like like, like if it was like worth that. yeah like if, if it was worth watching i mean i like i like you know 
movies like that where it's like action, comedy, and and all that stuff. But I wasn't sure if if this was a movie that I thought was worth watching in theaters and would rather watch it, you know, after the fact, uh, you know, on on a streaming service or something. Sure. Or or renting it off of, you know, iTunes or Amazon or something. But but I I am glad that I did watch it because I I. I guess because I had lower expectations and and it was a fun movie that I I thoroughly and genuinely enjoyed it with not just because of like the the action like the like the the, the comedic action but also uh I, I guess like like the the kind of plot twists or a couple of plot twists towards the end were pretty were pretty good pretty well okay done. all right surprising I would think that you would think they were they would have been on the cheesier side. No, not not really. Um, I didn't think that, um, at all, really. But but it was, like, I, I was kind of like like, oh, okay. Like, I, just, I didn't see that, or <laughs> I didn't see that coming. Or, yeah. But they, the the movie was really, uh, like pretty well thought out with having all these uh, interconnected stories and, and and to the whole bad bunny part, I'm I'm kind of glad that he was only in there for like 10, 15 Spoilers. minutes. Spoilers. No, actually, he's there for a little longer than, it's like. He's there. Okay, yeah, he's yeah. He's, he's longer than you think. It's yeah, longer there, than you but... think. So people think like, oh, he's in the movie for a little bit. Like he's there for longer than you think, but it is a, a shorter bit. But that's to the I think in the movie's strength because again, you, it's there's a lot of fun unexpectedness to it. Yeah. Uh, so that that's cool. Um, I don't know. Um, I, I mean, like talking about other people in the movie, like Hiroyuki Sonata and Andrew Koji. Um, I did not think they'd be the characters that they were like i didn't think they'd be somehow interconnected that way but that was pretty dope because i like both of those guys uh stuff that they're in i'll go watch uh partly the reason why i ended up watching snake eyes even though it wasn't too great like it was fun but it wasn't good if that makes any sense but uh andrew koji yeah andrew koji's cool man like i um i always tell everybody if you're like oh who's that guy where's he from like watch this show called warrior hbo it's uh, it's it was a Cinemax show, I think. So then now it got incorporated into being a Max original. Hopefully, it gets its season three. They did confirm that they were making it, but I don't know what the heck is going on with the Discovery Warner Brothers merger. Who knows? But they better not touch that show because that show's really cool. Uh, anyway, that's my diatribe on and on that end. But yeah, everybody from Zazzy Beats, who funny enough was in Deadpool two, which this movie Bullet Train was directed by. David Leitch, who did direct Deadpool 2. Um, Brad Pitt randomly showed up for like a split second <laughs> in Deadpool 2. Mm-hmm. Um, there are other fun cameos in this movie. That's all I'll say. Um, but uh, Oh, yeah. But yeah. Anthony, like, yeah, those, those uh, what are your cameo. thoughts? I'm uh, inclined yeah, to hear some I, stuff. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot, too. It was pretty much exactly what I thought it was going to be. It, Like you said, it definitely was reminiscent of Smoking Aces. Where what I did like about Bullet Train was I always like movies that try their best to have uh, one location throughout the whole movie. In this case, it's like Bullet Train. So it's a very apt title. But, uh, you know, the main story is on the Bullet Train. But then kind of like how I imagine they every time they show a new character, then it's like, here's like a couple minute backstory on this character and why they're on this train. And so you have it gives the reason as to why all these stories and characters on this chain and yeah i enjoyed all of that um you know me and xavier were talking about it, that it also reminded us of guy Ritchie movies like snatch or rock and rolla where you know he always has these wacky characters quick edits and they usually have funny dialogue when there's nonsense going on and you know a lot of a lot of that was in this movie where especially brian tyree henry and Andrew and Quicksilver, uh, Aaron Taylor uh, Johnson. Aaron Taylor Johnson. You'll know uh, them kick-ass. as yeah, um, yeah. They were they both played partners slash brothers in the movie. They call them the twins. Uh, yeah, and their their dialogue was great. They they were both pretty hilarious. So dude, I really liked them. Uh, and they were both in Godzilla movies. Yeah. Yes. Holy crap! And That's he was one. in Aaron Taylor Johnson was in two movies with uh, Elizabeth Olsen. Kind of weird. Yeah, that's very strange. So Godzilla. Oh yeah. And then he was his wife in Godzilla. Weird. And, and then, then a year later, the brother they, were, and, they were twins. Yeah. And Age of Ultron. Yeah. <laughs> Magic of acting. Yeah, yeah man. Um, it was dope. And so for we, we talk a lot about like the witty banter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like those two characters, Tangerine and Lemon, like 
just their interaction with everybody just you could tell that like the wittiness would either like even if they were being like outwitted their wittiness in being outwitted was still really entertaining um and so like you're 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 drawn into the the screen on that yeah them two were them two Brad Pitt um uh, and probably like two other people were like the main focus and then there were other side characters um i would say like Joey King's character she was constantly being in there. being being in the story yeah. with you know you not really knowing what's going on with this girl but they slowly show you what's going on and there's more to her than what yeah, it she's, seems she's connected with uh with what's it, Andrew Koji, right? Uh yeah. Yeah, with his character. And uh yeah, more more like uh then they bring in other like more tenured stuff. I'll tell you uh Michael Shannon like went in there, knew the assignment, I'll just say. Like he he understood the assignment and did exactly what was needed. Um just everything kind of just fit well in this movie. Everything worked. Like, yeah. It was um even like the, the fun uh again we talk about the the witticisms between characters like uh brad pitt and sandra bullock over the uh over like the the microphone and any other phone that he just can pick up uh there were a lot of fun stuff going on in in there like there's just uh the main character which is you know uh ladybug played by brad pitt he's like going through this whole like moral uh like uh reawakening of maybe you know like i'm gonna do better so i'm gonna put more peace into the world it's like you know you are a like a a, a gun for hire or like you know a, a criminal for hire but he's just like yeah so like just there it's just it, it expands upon it and like so because of that mentality you end up getting these really fun sequences um and with zach's point like the action is like really it's still well done and you can tell because um david leach also did you know other great action movies like atomic blonde uh he co-directed i think the, the first, first john, john wick mm-hmm. yeah and the action's really simple to follow. Um, I always love that. Like I, I really despise these days the shaky cam that that goes on in a lot of stuff. But um, it's also like the way the characters kind of like fight off or or can you know play along with that. Like it's indicative of who they are as characters. Like their their fighting styles or the weapons of choice or the resourcefulness they have to use. Um, a very entertaining like yeah. completely entertaining like there are a couple sequences that you're like man this is really cool or um like even like the, the final sequence that all coming together like you get some nonsense. really <laughs> really fun nonsense there, uh, yeah there's surprisingly good fight scenes in the small constrained area that they're in because a lot of the fights are in the train and so it's like they they all have to be swinging their fist or doing all these kicks or trying to stab each other shoot each other on like a tiny cart of a train yeah but so yeah they came up with interesting ways of showing that yeah you have some fun like you know people would say like jackie chanisms like using the environment as an offense and defensive weapon or using you know other inanimate objects like the briefcase or um a water bottle (laughs) (laughs) or uh there's there's so much like um just the actual environment of the train itself other pieces of luggage uh yeah, like the the furniture of the train, like that, like again, like you see in the trailer, but that whole sequence of the fight in the silent car is freaking hilarious. Um, I did not think like, oh, if you saw in the trailer, it's not gonna be funnier. Like you can't build on on that. I was wrong, pleasantly surprised to be wrong there. Um, so it's it's cool, man. Um, yeah, it's funny. It's it's pretty good. violent. So don't go in there thinking like, oh, don't take your kids. Yeah, yeah, it is rated R. Yeah, it is rated R. Yeah, it is R. There's yeah. a lot of it's for the language and yeah, violence. Yeah, there's language mostly. and violence. Um, and a know, lot of blood. There's you know yeah. blood coagulating out of orifices. I I, I mean eyes, <laughs> you know just the eyes, the eyes, Chico. Yeah, overall overall fun. If you're if you if you've seen Smoking Aces or you're used to movies that uh, that Guy Ritchie has done, if you're into those type of movies, definitely go watch it. If you want to see uh, a fun, entertaining action, sort of like assassin movie, the this that's what this movie is. It's 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 hitman slash assassins on a train, and a bunch of them are on this train, and they all are trying to kill each other, and they don't know why, or some of them do know why, but they do know why, but they really don't. Yeah. So it's really fun to see it all come together, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, you'll you'll be way more attuned into what those people can do. 
um i'm sorry way more attuned into like the kind of movies you'll watch when you go to see like action movies like you're not going to look for just like your standard like it elevates what you're looking for in an action film like in terms of like you know being if like all let's say like the raid and john wick are setting the standard then at least this one is on that the lines of like hey the action is is uh able to be seen and followed while still being entertaining in its own cool like uh like subversive and intertwined spin it's uh the words are hard to describe it because it's i just want to say smoking aces it's just it's smoking aces in japan on a bullet train uh and with a couple different languages but it's it's really freaking cool like i was i i got out of that theater you know thinking hell yeah like this this was a lot of fun you know i hope more people go to watch it or at least get it you know, word of mouth. Yeah, it made, I think, 30 million over the weekend, which isn't too much, but I think they'll take it. It's a rated R yeah, movie. it is an R film, yeah. I mean, I'm sure they'll make their money back easily because that was just here. Globally, I'm pretty sure they made more. Yeah, but surprisingly, I think they'll make good money in Japan. What's good is that there's not really anything really big for the next, I don't know, like weeks. So it could just be yeah. in the top five or whatever for the next couple of weeks with people going to watch it that didn't want to watch it the first weekend you or mean, that they couldn't you mean you don't think beast is gonna be that big i don't i don't think so i mean <laughs> you don't think I dragon don't think ball so. superhero probably, if anything it'll be as big or or less than than bullet chain because i think beast is also rated r is so, it r i thought it was pg-13 i don't know if it's rated r then i think it'll Back run into the to same the i think it'll run into the same issue where it's like but i feel like beast when i watched that trailer i I don't think it's going to be a strong movie in terms of uh, critical reception and, uh, you know, box office I mean, numbers. I like Idris Elba. It is a rated R film. And Charlotte Copley. I like both those guys, but um, I think I see how you pronounce his name. Charlotte Copley? Copley, yeah. Copley. Yeah, he should be in more stuff. I don't know why he's not in more stuff. He is great. Because he's doing movies like Beast. Hey, Damn, shut District up. 9, man. The Chappie. District 9. Chappie is actually... Oh, snap. Is he in Russia? He's apparently in Russian Doll. I have not seen season two of Russian Doll. Have you seen... Um, what's this movie? The first person movie? Um, Hardcore Henry. Hardcore Henry. I have not seen that one, actually. That That's is a, a movie. wacky one. That's a wacky one. That is definitely a wacky one. It but was, he's, he's great in it. Yeah. It's a movie entirely done in first person. Again, yeah. talking about action movies, like and how is, you can... Is he the first person... Uh, no, he's not. No, he's, he's not. not. Okay. No, he's Henry is because he's hardcore. Yeah, he's hardcore about it. Dude, yeah, that isn't movie, that a? Is that a? French it's like first person, British, like like a French or British movie. I don't GoPro know. movie. <laughs> yeah, it's basically a GoPro movie. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. But I heard, I heard that you know the movie was okay, like you know story wise, like it was, it was. You know, Dude, the action it's just fun. it's just it's cool for the fact of like how they did it. Yeah, like the fact that the whole movie is like that, and I guess some of the action scenes that they had to do. In that style, I was like, oh, okay. But yeah. How I, they pulled that off, but uh, that was cool. It's on Netflix. Yeah. Hardcore Henry, I did not know this. It's on Netflix, so it's it's worth a watch. It's a lot of fun. Another like, wacky, wacky. I think that's a, that's a movie I would watch movie. just because it has a has a gimmick to it. Oh, you should. But it, it's fun because, like, at reading here, Very I didn't frantic. know this. Yeah, I didn't know this, that the director played one of the, like, stuntmen that, plays henry like it's it, it's pretty freaking cool plays one of the stuntmen that pl- yeah okay. so the way the main so, character since it's all done in the first person yeah it's a um there basically you can have since you don't see the person's face yeah. for the most part it can be played by any uh, random different people so imagine like so, so the director was a was, stunt was, was one, one of, the, of the people who played the main character because okay. it's all stunts and stuff okay yeah that's pretty cool i yeah just that's another one so I would say watch that again if you like stuff in, with a gimmick. Yeah, it's one of those like simulated one-shot movies because they're just looking through the vision of this character. Is it a like a one-take kind of movie or is it okay? It's yes, all... but it's like simulated. In the action it's like, sequences, yeah. it's like a one-take, but everything else, it, I would say it isn't. Okay. Yeah. So uh, to recap, Prey on Hulu, definitely watch it. Yeah. Bullet Train in theaters, Recommend. definitely watch it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I we give it the the four out of five pops. I would. Yeah. Bullet train, I think I'd give it three four and a half. to five trains. Maybe three and a half. Three, three and, and a half, half pops. Okay. Three and a half. That's fair. Out I of ten, how much? Like eh, maybe like seven, seven and a half. half. Seven, and a half. seven and a half. Seven and a half out of ten. 
Okay. But that doesn't mean like it's just mediocre. Like it's still no, enjoyable. It's, it's entertaining. Go watch it. You know, um, it was. It's just cool to see Brad Pitt do some, some physical stuff here every once in a while because he's usually just a smoldering. You know, I, the, this honestly, the, to me, the most iconic like Brad Pitt film, other than, like some people will say, Inglorious Bastards. You know, where he's not really doing a lot of stuff. He's just acting. Or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, it to me is uh like Ocean's Eleven. Because I, I just love the fact that every time he's on screen and he's himself and he's not disguised as anybody else, um, he's all like when you watch this movie, Zach, he's always eating something. Like that's like, like his character's name's Rusty. Like he's always eating like, uh, peanuts or he's sipping on something like an orange Julius or something really mundane. Like it's the the funniest thing ever. You notice like this man's always eating something, and it's just it's like not distracting, but you can't help but notice. You'll see. We'll we'll watch it. Yeah, we'll get together and do a. Trilogy with night. Those are on HBO Max, right? I'm not sure because I, I think I added. Question. I think I added those to my um to my watch list. We'll check on HBO Max. Okay. But for sure, pray including Ocean's Eight. Wa- watch, pray, watch Bullet Train again. Highly recommend Light and Magic. Highly recommend Westworld. Oh, yeah. Highly recommend Sandman. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend Manchester by the Sea. There and I go. also finished or I watched the entirety of Severance. Oh, really? Ooh. Finally, yeah, we, we and really good talked show about too. that a little bit. Yeah, we yeah. we had it before. Yeah, I'm, this I'm guy little, caught up finally. Yeah, I'm a little late to the actual discussion, but man, Apple I, Plus, if you have it, Severance, do but it. it. That's it worth is, that, man. It's too good. The the that finale was what really was, you know, pretty mind blowing. In, in a in a it's couple the bomb. Things. It was the bomb. I'm bringing back bringing back the bomb. Anyway, um, so that's gonna be our rundown for uh today, everybody. Please go ahead and watch those. Uh, Nothing but great things. Uh, Thank you for tuning in. And uh, we'll see you guys again next time with Danny uh, with another fun topic. And until then, uh, catch you until later. Later's on the menji. Man, I don't know how to (laughs) do do an outro. But thank you for everybody. And you guys have a great one. Until next time. Later, guys. Adios. I had to do the I love you, man, yeah. reference. YouTube, Instagram. Yeah, I forgot to do that. Yeah, I, I, I kind of looked over at you like... <laughs> uh, like I, wanted I wasn't to, like, sure if I wanted to jump have, in or not. I wanted to say it, it, but I was just like... Uh, yeah. <laughs>